Hello and welcome to the Bellzona podcast, your go-to podcast for all things coatings and engineering. My name is Richard Bywater and I am your host for today. Uh, and in today's episode, we are going to be discussing cold bonding. But before we get into the content, uh, I'd just like to remind you that for the latest batch of episodes, we at the Bellzona podcast are very interested to get some feedback from you guys, the listeners or the viewers, depending on where you're watching. Uh, so to do that, we've set up an email address. Uh, the email address is podcast at bellzona.com. Um, so what we want you to do is send in your questions, uh, send in your suggestions for topics you'd like us to cover, or even tell us what you think uh, of the podcast so far. But we're very much looking forward to uh, receiving your feedback and hearing what you think. So on to today's episode, uh, so cold bonding. So as a, uh, to, to set the scene, uh, traditional bonding techniques, such as welding, uh, use high temperatures, usually generated from either an electronic arc or the burning of uh, gases to melt materials and effectively fuse them together. Cold bonding as be, uh, can be described as the joining of two parts of materials without the, the use of this heat element. So in today's episode, we're going to explain or, or kind of uh, investigate the, this process. Uh, we're going to find out exactly what cold bonding is, uh, why it's important, and also give you an insight into what cold bonding applications look like in a practical sense uh, and in the field to discuss real life applications. So we're going to do this with the help of uh, a couple of guests today. So uh, to take us through the basics, uh, I'd like to introduce our first guest, Mr. Alexander Leith Ross. Alexander, welcome to the Bell Zona podcast. Um, how are you doing? Good morning. Uh, I'm very well, thank you. Thank you for having me uh, on the podcast. Absolute pleasure. Um, yep. So for uh, all of the listeners to today, um, could you just introduce your yourself uh, a bit about your role? at Bellzona um, and, and kind of how long you've, you've been with the company. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm Alexander Leithros. I deal with the business development engineering side yep. um, and specifically the French speaking. Okay. That is my superpower. Superpower, um, you, you speak French? Fantastic. Exactly. That's great. <laughs> and then uh, I've been here, I think, just under 18 months, really. So yeah, got to know the products, the brand, you know, the, uh, the distributors really well. Fantastic. And you've got a, a background in, in engineering? and Yeah, yeah. so I studied engineering at uni, uh, mechanical. Um, so it's, it's helped me very well through, uh, throughout my experiences at Belzona. Fantastic. So, um, so your experience here, your experience in, in education, uh, you know, you're very qualified to, to take us through the, the basics of, of cold bonding today. Perfect. So, um, so to kind of to kick it off then, um, at its most basic level, what is cold bonding? So cold bonding, uh, by definition, it's it's a term we've sort of coined and created ourselves. Yeah. Um, it's where you're wanting to mate or join uh, two different surfaces and materials together uh, without the use of heat. Right, so okay. if we look at it, you know, through our product range, we'd be using a paste grade material yeah. uh, to bond, shall we say, a plate uh, to another plate or to another metallic surface yeah. using that paste grade, and therefore no heat is used. Okay. So it's kind of the, the, the mating of two substrates through the use of a, a structural adhesive. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a structural adhesive, yeah, um, of forms. Uh, so what are the main benefits of, of cold bonding? 
So uh, the main benefits of coal burning, obviously there's, there's no heat, uh, but if we compare it, shall we say, to uh, welding, which is more traditional uh, or conventional repair method, yeah. welding is going to use an electrical arc or gases um, to increase that temperature and then melt uh, the two dissimilar metals, yeah. or two similar metals even, um, to fuse them together and make one. The advantage of coal bonding is that obviously, as you said, we're using an adhesive um, between those two materials. Therefore, there's absolutely no need for any heat. Uh, and it makes it, quite honestly, the, the perfect choice in certain environments such as ATEX where you can't have heat. Excellent. So you don't get any of the problems associated uh, to, to the metal with the exposure to yeah, this heat? You don't have to relax the weld afterwards. Yeah. You don't have to heat treat it, you know. Okay, All of that is no risk of ignition source. Kind no, of. exactly. They're two inert materials, and the only time the reaction occurs, as we know, is when we put the base and the, the solidifier together. Yeah. So, and even then, you know, it's not going to be creating any sort of high heat that could distort the metal as well. Fantastic. Okay, so um, where would you typically, or where, in, in our experience, or in, in your experience, where would you see this type of method being used? So, yeah, if we refer back to you know, using plates, I think that's, for me, a great starting point. We could uh, bond plates to pipes uh, that have got through-wall defects uh, or, or that are uh, thinning, although, you know, through-wall defects is going to be the better one because we're completely reinitializing the sort of thickness of the substrate over that area. Yeah. Um, we could also bond plates to tanks, uh, whether it be as supports or, again, to prevent through-wall leaks. Um, and then you could also use it, you know, on uh, mechanical conveyor systems like uh, screw conveyors. You could try and, um, you know, typically they use welding to repair the weld plates onto the uh, fins of, yeah. or the flights, shall we say, of the screw conveyor. There you could actually just bond plates onto it. Okay, so it's kind of uh, substrate to substrate, it's metal to metal. Metal to metal, yeah. Um, and you're wanting to regain that initial metal loss. Okay. Excellent. So we're talking about a, an adhesive bond here. Yeah. Um, how strong can, can this bond be by using this, this type of uh, application? Okay, so with all sort of Bowser materials uh, and, and products, the strength of any bond is going to be down at the surface preparation initially. Okay. So uh, there's sort of three factors, though. Okay. Um, I'll go through each one, but obviously the, the main one is going to be the surface prep. That's factor one then the mechanical bond, and then the chemical bond. Okay. So what, if you explain what you mean by surface preparation. Yeah, uh, so surface preparation, we recommend in all our instructions for use, IFUs, the use of uh, grip blasting, yeah. you know, degreasing, uh, achieving a, a certain level of cleanliness. So Swedish standard SA two and a half. Yeah. Uh, the American standard of uh, near white finish. Yeah. Um, which is, uh, you know, the look of the, the plates. Uh, that's also, you know, SSPC, SP10, okay. uh, standards of cleanliness. And then with that, we want to achieve a surface profile, as mentioned, of 75 microns, and that's going to give us a, a roughness. Now, when we look at conventional sort of industry paints, which isn't what our products are, are aimed at, they will go for 20 to 40 microns, so a very minimal profile. We go for 75 microns, which creates a lot uh, deeper troughs and, and a, a rougher surface. And therefore, we can then step in with a mechanical bond where our products will go and adhere mechanically to the surface by, you know, having to bond over 
the peaks and into the troughs. Yeah. So any movement's going to be a lot rougher for the coating and it won't move because it's really stuck in there. Yeah. Um, and then the products, you know, themselves come in and, and do their part where um, they react between the base and the solidifier, creating that strong chemical bond. So we rely on, on the chemistry of, the, of these products to therefore adhere together. Uh, and also, you know, they'll play a part with the substrate yeah. um, on top. So, yeah. Excellent. It's seen our products, as you know, you know, um, it's seen our products surpass some of the, the most challenging environments, really. Okay. Um, that you see in industry globally. So, uh, so in, in in terms of kind of to, to achieve this mechanical strength bond. Uh, yeah. To achieve the the adequate mechanical bond or, or even chemical. Yeah. The, the the substrate needs to be like you said, kind of rough. Rough. Clean. Clean. And and dry. And dry, firm. Yeah. Also, you know. Okay. Excellent. Uh, so so let's say hypothetically you you achieve that you you reach this kind of standards that that you've mentioned there. Yeah. Um, comparable with with welding, can you achieve a, a bond which is you know uh, equal to greater less than? It's going to depend on the product yeah. majorly. I mean, I've got some figures you know that I could rattle off to you. For example, Bezan Eleven Eleven, so our most uh, our best seller, our most popular product, our, our basic product that everything is pretty much um, built on top of yeah. in terms of, of chemistry and and, yeah. and how it functions would be Eleven Eleven. Yeah, that's our base structural adhesive. Base yeah. structural adhesive, yeah. Whether you're wanting to you know bond to rebuild the the surface profile of machinery equipment or just bond a plate. In this instance, cold bonding, or, or bonding of pads, um, yeah, eleven, eleven, nine out of ten times is going to be your your go-to basic product. Okay. Um, so when we look at adhesion, for example, pull-off adhesion, uh, particularly, that's all in our product specification sheets, the PSS. Um, and for eleven, eleven, you know, if we're looking at a scenario um, which will be grip blasted in accordance with. ASTM D4541 and yeah. the ISO standards uh, 4624, yeah. we can achieve about 22.3 megapascals. Okay. Now, when we compare that uh, to some of the other products, uh, and, and there we're going to go to the extreme. So if we look at Bazan 1511, which is the same sort of consistency, consistency as Bazan 1111, but it's designed for high temperature environments. So it'll be applied, you know, to, to rebuild or to bond a plate, and then it'll be coated on top. Um, and that product can go up to 160 degrees uh, if it's got a coating on top in immersion, that is. Um, and when we're looking at adhesion values for those, um, we're looking at about 35.6 megapascals. Okay, okay. So, you know, we've got great, great um, adhesion there. But it'll all come down to um, the surface prep. Yeah. So all of these tests have been done on grit blasted steel, and then particularly for the 1511, that's also been post cured at uh, 100 degrees. Yeah, and the rest I think are all cured at 20 degrees, which okay. is roughly room temperature. So what can Belzona be bonded to? So Belzona can be bonded to uh, most surfaces, but they've got to be rigid substrates. Yeah, more specifically substrates which are or uh, of the equipment or machinery which is suffering from the likes of corrosion, abrasion, chemical attack. Um, and all of this can also apply to different types of substrates. So we're talking mostly metallic on yeah. those types, but it can also be done to cementitious or rubber substrates. Okay. And and this isn't a, a kind of new thing, is it? It's not a new technology. Where where's this come from? How long have, have, have this type of material has been available? Yeah, so 
you know, as, as some people might, or most people know, for those that don't, you know, Bazan has been around since 1952. Okay. So we're coming up in February uh, 2022, uh, 70 years worth of experience and know-how. Yeah. Uh, but the actual coal bonding has been about since roughly the late 1950s. Yeah. Um, so we've got, you know, great history and, and a great track record of success. Um, and from that, you know, we've also expanded our product range. Yeah. We've, we've you know, uh, as I said, with Bazan 1111 is sort of the the base uh, of, and the foundation of a lot of the Bazan products. And off that, we've developed uh, different types of products in the range, which have stemmed from uh, the same sort of technology, but varying depending on the demands from the customer. Customer need is actually a, a big driver for a lot of the development of the products that we do. Okay. So, yeah, I was going to ask about that, actually. So you've mentioned Belzona 1111, um, which, as a recap, is, is I think you mentioned our base kind of structural adhesive, uh, and then also mentioned the, the high temperature variant, Belzona 1511. Yeah. Um, are there are there many variants in, in terms of the, the product? Yeah, there's a great variation. So some scenarios and some environments uh, will require a rigid product. Yeah, uh, like eleven eleven. That's very rigid, yeah. like most coatings. Some might need more flexibility and maneuverability because the system requires it. Um, and then you, you, we've also got the change in products depending on um, application scenario. You know, um, if you need a quick curing, low downtime product, there's a product for that. Yeah. If you've got um, sort of minimal access to the area and minimal surface preparation can be done, we've got surface tolerant products. Yeah. And if you need, you know, products that can operate in those high temperatures, again, we've got products that, that can work better than others for those uh, very demanding and, and high temperature environments. Excellent. Okay, so uh, many different small variations on, on what is a kind of base yeah. system. Really. Yeah, absolutely. Great. Okay, so um, how would this kind of uh, translate into to practical application? Do you want to give us an example of, uh, of an application where... Coal bonding has, has been used in, in, in the field? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I said we've got all this wealth of knowledge and know-how. Um, if we look at the Kias, um, there's one particularly, yeah. especially when we, I mentioned the, the bonding of pads. Yeah. So just for, for everybody listening, uh, a Kia would be a... Know-how and action. Okay, so that's yeah. the way that I think Belzona captures their... That's the way, yeah. So it's a library uh, that everyone can access, you know, kia.belzona.com. Yeah. Um, and they can find any sort of... Uh, know-how and action or case study yeah. um, as it's often referred to about applications which have been done you know keywords for example coal bonding will yeah. bring up several several pages if you've got time to sift through to <laughs> see the success that we've had Great. Um, this particular one I've got in mind um, was done in Brazil Okay. it dates back to 2003 um, so again you know in that time it's had plenty of time to to work well yeah. um, and again that track record we're going back to applications with its date um, and and we always update it for new applications yeah but I, I mentioned bonding of pads earlier and that particular application had the same sort of thing so they had um, an oil um, sort of storage tank which the company after an internal review and change of policy uh, they decided to get rid of any riveted tank Okay. Um, and rather than sort of scrap it, they decided to repurpose. But to do that, they had to remove, uh, they had to move its position to a different part of the site uh, where it could then be used for water storage. Okay. In doing so, we're talking, you know, huge tanks which weigh what is it, four and a half tons, something like that, okay. more. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they basically decided to bond pads to the outer surface 
up and down the tank yeah. uh, to keep sort of its structural integrity when you lifted it with a crane. Yeah. And this is bonding using the structural this, adhesive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they're, I think, if I remember correctly, they went with Bazan 1111. Okay. They did some mechanical testing, some FEA. It came out that the product uh, had a factor of safety of 1,170%. Right, okay. Uh, which, you know, great. It's it's way above what the product needed to be. Yeah. But it's great to know that our products can operate at those environments. Okay. And I think they bonded 16 pads roughly. Um, they then had a frame that they bolted the pads to. And they used a telescopic crane to then lift it, move it via the crane, and then drop it back down in its... Uh, new destinated position oh my god so that, that was quite a weight that was lifted purely on the the adhesive strength purely on the adhesive strength yeah absolutely and that was calculated as well that was calculated it. yeah they did all the mathematics behind it i think they even fea modeled it um just to see how the tank would remove because the last thing you want to do especially if you're pulling from above yeah. is have the lower sides or the walls of the tank just cave in okay excellent okay well uh, i think just for, for everybody who is interested we'll Make sure that we put a, a link down to uh, to that no hard action um, somewhere. I'm not sure exactly down, where that down will go. Here. <laughs> down here down somewhere. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely. And do you know what? It, it's um, we have touched on it in in previous episodes of, of the Bells on the podcast. Uh, I know that it's something that that Belzone have done quite a lot of in terms of um, lifting with cranes. Yeah, uh, the PR stunt. I know that we mentioned in in the first kind of batch of episodes that we did yeah. with. The, the cars being lifted. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the, I think the adhesive strength of this type of uh, uh, product and solution yeah, um, absolutely. can get very, very strong bond, I suppose. Yeah, go back to episode one and, and if you want to hear about it, you know, there's plenty of information. I, I found out about it, you know, when I, uh, before I joined, I read up on all the history of the Belzona. Yeah. And that was one that sort of blew me away. I thought, how great is it? We've got two, you know, <laughs> high-end... Uh, supercars somewhat yeah, yeah. and uh, you're lifting one above the other with the adhesion purely yeah. on the adhesion of a, of a composite pace grade excellent attached to hooks I mean that <laughs> try to steal my job here Alex that's an excellent link yeah 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 okay cool well again we'll make sure we uh, we link that video but um, but brilliant I think uh, thank you very much for, for taking us through the, the basics thank you very much Alex, for your time and, uh, it's been great hopefully we'll get you on in the future absolutely look forward to it thank you Alex really good to hear uh, from you there our next guest on the, today's podcast is Mr. Nico Verloop. Uh, Nico is the Belzona affiliated distributor for the Benelux region. So, first off, welcome. Um, absolute pleasure to and privilege to, to have you on. Have you done something like this before? Or? No, no, really the first time. Although I'm, I'm quite a, a fan of listening uh, podcasts because uh, we are quite sometimes uh, out, of course. Yeah. Um, on site uh, with our clients. So, uh, yeah, really a fan of uh, of podcasts uh, since uh, I'm, I would say I'm an early adopter, but but yeah. never have been into a podcast. No. no. Okay. Yeah. So good. quite excited. Yeah. Perfect. Well, uh, obviously, like I said, absolute pleasure to, to have you on here. I think the best way to start is um, could you just give a, a bit of a, an introduction to, to yourself, uh, an introduction to Perspect, um, and, and yeah, just kind of 
let the listeners know uh, know kind of a bit about yourself. Well, yo, I um, yeah, Nico. Um, I'm a mechanical engineer uh, yep. from uh, from a background, uh, also like a business engineer. But I think uh, mechanical is definitely uh, the one more suitable for uh, for the Bolzona work. Yeah. Um, and um, I think I now run the distributorship for Bolzona for ten years um, from my father. So uh, my father is already involved quite some time with Wilzona and also yeah. me also as a as a very young person I was uh, was already involved with the applications of Wilzona. Excellent. So um, yeah so try to run the team and uh, try to help customers um, and the yeah, Perspect is, uh, is of course the exclusive distributor for uh, for the Benelux mm -hmm. so that means uh, Belgium, Netherlands and uh, Luxembourg um since uh, 1982 i had to look up for that so that oh, is wow. already like uh, 39 years yeah time That's flies when time. you're having fun but uh <laughs> yeah yeah so um yeah i think that is uh, more or less um what we are doing so yeah Excellent. so you really kind of grown up with belzona uh kind of being being about and stuff yeah well essentially when i was young uh, my uh, my dad uh, just uh, yeah bought uh, the distributorship um, yeah. uh, from uh, from the former owner of course um, okay. so yeah from uh, from a young kid I'm uh, I'm involved in the, in this business so I try to uh, to neglect it and I said you well, I never want to do something with Bolzona but you know yeah it's drugs uh, you back <laughs> yeah you know it's, it's like uh, like poison eh? it's come into your blood and never goes away something like that yeah I, I don't know <laughs> Nico, I yeah, don't know no, if we could do yeah. Excellent. <laughs> Good. Okay. So, um, so what what kind of services do do, do you offer then as as, a, as the Belzona distributor for for the Benelux? Well, yeah, a large part of our uh, of our job is, of course, uh, yeah, being a distributor is is not only supplying materials. Um, yeah. I, I wouldn't say that is the, the least part. No, I think a big part of uh, of our daily uh, uh, work is just to uh, to help out our customers with uh, yeah I think in a very broad sense of maintenance uh, 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 challenges problems if you wish um, so um, yeah making advices uh, making uh, uh, work procedures uh, yeah. helping out on-site uh, supervise applications to uh, to have also the applications in a correct manner executed um, um, so yeah essentially you, you are more or less uh, like a, a service provider so okay. yeah Distributorship is not only having materials on stock, that is, uh, yeah. of course, the basis. But um, yeah, I, I always tell us, yeah, we are service providers to uh, to asset owners, but also to uh, to the contractors who uh, work for the asset owners. Great. So um, yeah, that is a large part of our work. Okay, so you, you've uh, got a lot of hands-on experience with the products. It's not just kind of providing them. You you know you you're in, in and out with uh, with the actual application as well. Well, I, I think, and this is. Uh, well, I think the main part of our job, of course, you know, selling is is normally not not a problem. It's yeah. uh, getting to execute it uh, well and to get uh, the advice right. And the yeah. only thing how you can make the best advice for your customer mm. is have experienced how this material works uh, and uh, how to apply it and where it's not suitable or where it is suitable. Um, because yeah, as Belzona, we come across many many. Uh, situations where essentially the customer doesn't know what to do and yeah. they call Bolzona, hey guys, I have this problem, um, can you do something? Uh, so um, there, there are always challenges. So whenever you have that practical experience, 
yeah, that makes the added value uh, for us to our customers um, yeah. to also guarantee, well, guarantee, but uh, to guarantee a good, uh, good application with the products. Good. Um, so yeah, and I think also uh, if, if you look to uh, to the Belzona network, I think also this is where we distinguish ourselves uh, compared to to other companies. Uh, yeah. I think uh, like the Belzona network, uh, I'm, I'm in for many many years, and so are many other people involved with Belzona. So yeah, yeah. you know that that added value of practical experience with really good products. Yeah, I think mm. that is uh, yeah that that is a good thing. And also what I like, to be honest, um, uh, to be servicing the customers, to help them out with the uh, you know, yeah. various uh, situations. Yeah, that is, uh, that is always nice to, to be in. Good. So what, what are the, uh, you've, you've mentioned some of the services that, that, that you guys provide and, and typically work on. What are the, the main industries in the Benelux that, that you find yourself offering these services to? Yeah, you know, I always tell it's a, it's heavy industry, but that, of course that is a really broad definition. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, of course within uh, within Belgium and uh, and uh, the Rotterdam Amsterdam area in the Netherlands, we have uh, uh, a nice concentrated part of uh, chemical plants and yeah. refineries. Uh, as well as, of course, uh, big harbors. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I would say oil and gas and, and chemical plants, that I, I think that is the majority of, uh, of the customer base that we serve. Yeah. Uh, but, but of course, uh, you have like uh, uh, the wastewater plants uh, and stuff like that. Um, yeah. That is also, uh, I would say less, uh, but um, I would say 70% is uh, oil, gas uh, and chemical uh, plants oriented. Yeah, yeah okay. for sure. Cool. So um, you know, obviously, the, to, today's episode is on uh, is on cold bonding, um, yeah. and uh, and obviously you've listened to, to Alex talk about the, uh, the the theoretical side behind it before. We're really really interested to to kind of hear your thoughts and your experiences offering cold bonding as a solution to your customers. So um, why is cold bonding kind of important to, to to your business, and and what does it allow you to offer your customers? Well. I always say is that uh, maybe a third of what we do uh, involves a part of cold bonding. Um, okay. um, if, if you look to regulations uh, on uh, what, what is happening here in, uh, in the Netherlands, but also in Belgium, um, so hot work is of course for everybody is, uh, is definitely uh, a thing. Uh, and of course, with working permits, you can uh, can work your way around. Uh, but that is, uh, I think, here also in our region, quite regulated. Um, uh, and you see more and more that uh, due to the fact that the maintenance budgets are, yeah, are essentially decreasing uh, by the fact that oil gas is a little bit under pressure, of course. Uh, okay. And that's um, so. The welding is normally the solution uh, where they don't want to weld currently due to the fact that they don't want to have the downtime uh, or by the fact that uh, the regulations are there so they're not prohibited to, uh, to do this uh, this welding yeah uh, and then yeah we, we offer uh, like uh, like the cold bonding in, in various applications really in various applications um, uh, and that means from uh, from storage tanks uh, on the roofs on the, on the walls to uh, pipelines yeah. to uh, heat exchangers to pumps. Uh, deck plates uh, bonding where we're currently working on so yeah it's it's really uh, really various in applications okay what, what, what we what we definitely see is um, is that uh, 
when we talk cold bonding because I really think it's a it's a Belzona kind of definition. No, everybody <laughs> really don't understand what it means when we say yeah. cold bonding. Um, and when we explain is that yeah, essentially we are gluing plates and say yeah, gluing. You know, we are in really traditional market gluing. Yeah. So yeah, but. Um, I think definitely uh, with the customer base that we serve, uh, people are really adopting this uh, this kind of method of repairing. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I think Belzone is one of the, the first uh, movers in, in this business. So we have so many experience and so many mm. examples and reference cases definitely. Uh, where we're just picking up the business uh, really, really good. It's, it's for yeah. us, it's really increasing business, this cold bonding. Excellent. So uh, you mentioned there uh, tank farms. Where would cold bonding fit into the kind of maintenance and, and repair of, of tank farm assets? Well, I, I think one really adopted application uh, is for us is, uh, for instance, repairs on floating roofs. Um, okay. uh, when the floating roofs is quite a challenge, um, specifically when they have uh, like a through wall defect. Yeah. Um, and so of course we have uh, uh, materials who uh, can stop the leakage and then yeah, with the cold bonding, uh, with surface prep around that um, and get your, uh, uh, your structural adhesive. Uh, normally we will use like a surface tolerant metal paste. Uh, yeah. So like the Belzoni 1161 or the 1212 is a really good product uh, with yeah, yeah. a fast curing time. So, so um, just when, when you mentioned surface tolerant there, what, what, what does that mean? Well, essentially, if you're looking to, uh, to a live leakage on, on a floating roof uh, yeah. of a storage uh, tank, um, uh, the surface prep, you know, it's, it's all about uh, ATEX certified zones. As, okay. So normally, if it's a, a through wall defect, it's zone one, zero, essentially. Yeah. And when you just close the hole, then it's a, a zone uh, one. Uh, so on the surface prep, so normally Belzona uh, um, uh, specifications for surface prep is, uh, is minimum 75 microns. Okay. Uh, um, on the surface profile, so roughness of the surface uh, to get yeah. a good mechanical adhesion and uh, the SA2.5 for uh, cleanliness, eh? so mm -hmm. nice white metal. And of course, in, in various repair situations, emergency repair situations, that is not possible. Mm. So what Belzona did uh, already in a very early stage was uh, creating surface tolerant products. Essentially, these products uh, still have a good adhesion when you're not able to get your surface prep to that specification level. Yeah. Uh, and like the 1161 or like a 1212, uh, even with like oil contaminated surfaces, you still have a really good adhesion. Yeah. Um, so yeah, for, for these applications, really a terrific product to, uh, to use um, uh, where you have that structural bonding. Yeah. I, you, on the floating roof, we normally we uh, more in the practical way speaking, um, of course, we use like the, the reinforcement sheet. Eh? So you have yeah. a, like a yeah, uh, like a sheet which you apply within the uh, within the metal paste to get that additional uh, structural uh, effect. Yeah. But I'm yeah you know I'm a mechanical engineer, so I like a nice plate of metal <laughs> bonded on that uh, on that yeah. hole. Uh, but essentially, yeah, if if you look to to the um, adhesion values of those products, even with the oil contamination uh, involved. Uh, and of course, that also needs to have a specific application form. Eh? So you yeah. really need to apply this in a, yeah, I would say, flowing way. Yeah. Um, 
um, yeah, you're still looking to like uh, in between 10, 15 uh, megapascal. So that is still quite a high level yeah, of adhesion. Still quite good. Um, so that is really for us a really practical uh, kind of application, which normally what we will do with the contractors, um, uh, we teach them how to do this on site at the actual uh, leakage, for instance. Yeah. And then after like two or three times when we did supervision on that, they, they are able to do that for themselves. Yeah. Um, um, so it's not, it's, you, you have to know what you have to do, of course, but yeah. if you know that, then it's quite an easy job uh, to do. Okay, so why does why does your customers like using a, a cold bonding alternative against something? For instance, I know we, we spoke about welding before, for example, especially in a in a tank farm environment. Yeah, it's it's all due to the fact that uh, with the, with your welding, uh, it, it it is all hot work. Uh, so yeah. whenever you have the leak, is there essentially uh, the notifying bodies just say, "Hey, you have to repair that uh, immediately or within like two or three weeks." Yeah. Um, and whenever you're talking about floating roofs, those are tanks of like 50, 60, 70 meters uh, of diameter. Yeah. So these guys are not, downtime is not even an option. Eh? Yeah. Um, so yeah, the, the, the one thing is they are looking for solutions where they say, yeah, we want a quick fix and it only has to hold for like two or three weeks. That is normally what, what is, what, how people come to us. Yeah. And then after two or three weeks, they look to the repair and it's still on. So yeah, yeah. Well, well, then we wait for a year and after the year they will look after, yeah, we'll just wait. Yeah, it's still good. So, um, but, but the hot work, the downtime uh, and, and the easy of, uh, of application and how you apply the material, I think that, that are just yeah. so beneficial for these guys that it's uh, essentially, it's, it's more, I wouldn't say standard because yeah. that we still have work to do and get everybody uh, <laughs> yeah. on, uh, on board. But I, I know and I see definitely also in our region that it's really picking up. Yeah. Um, and yeah, knowing also with, with the bonding and what we do uh, for tank farms, we also do the brackets, for instance, for, okay. uh, uh, for um, the fire extinguisher uh, uh, pipes. And that not, not only not only is the brackets on, on the roof, but even on the, on the walls, so on the, on okay. the vertical uh, side. Uh, and of course, we do uh, we, we make calculations of that eh, because we know yeah. in the traditional market, everybody wants to see a calculation before, uh, before going on that. But uh, also there, yeah, you know, downtime isn't an option. Yeah. So if it's a leakage or a structural bonding for, for a bracket for a pipeline, yeah, it's, uh, it's all possible. So, so you've mentioned downtime there. Um, it's possible to, to, to do these applications uh, with this cold bonding method while the, the tank is full, while it's online? Yeah, 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 definitely. I, I think that that is the main advantage. Um, yeah. So they don't have to go down in their in their process. Uh, so yeah. business can can be run as as normal yeah. uh, when you solve uh, when you solve the problem. And of course, it's all down to good surface prep, and yeah. that is also quite a quite a challenge. Uh, but there are ways to uh, to manage that, uh, and a lot of those owner distributors know that. That is, I think, where our added value is. Um, but yeah, it, it's not a downtime. It's an easy application. Uh, yeah. You can calculate it. So yeah, it's, okay. it's things that uh, that really makes it uh, interesting for uh, for these asset owners and also for contractors. Fantastic. Okay, so you mentioned the, the, this kind of calculation aspect. Is that what the difference between maybe let's say an emergency repair and, and a permanent repair is? 
Yeah, for sure, for sure. Emergency repair, and that is also where um, everybody say it isn't a, um, um, how do you say that? Uh, emergency repairs, they normally would say, yeah, it, it's for a limited time. So yeah, maybe okay. that could be a couple of weeks or maybe a month, maybe a couple of years. But uh, uh, finally, it will be uh, cut out and uh, for instance, on a pipe or on a piece of roof or a wall, they, they will cut yeah. it out and uh, get new. Uh, because of the notified bodies. Eh? Uh, but in case, uh, for instance, for these uh, fire extinguishing uh, uh, pipelines, um, yeah, the notifying body is also signing off these kind of applications eh? because it's all about with insurance and stuff like that. Yeah. And that is also what you, I think also where you have the, with the super rep, uh, you had the podcast uh, in with yeah. the, the IS compliancy. Of course, there, there isn't really an ISO regulations or an ISO guidelines for that. Yeah. Hopefully it will come. Uh -huh. But uh, essentially the calculations are roughly the same. Eh? So of okay. course, the bigger the area you make, the bigger the, the bonded mm. plate you make, uh, the larger the forces uh, you can, um, you can uh, adopt essentially on those, uh, on those bonding areas. Okay. So yeah, we we do uh, we do quite a lot of uh, calculations on those uh, on those uh, uh, bonding applications. Brilliant. Okay, yeah. so it, it can be uh, a repair that can be designed. It's quantifiable. You can you can prove the the strength of, of adhesion yeah. and, and, yeah. and get those yeah kind definitely of definitely. And that is also uh, where where uh, and that is also where Belzone is really good. I I think uh, okay. in, in in doing whenever you do the supervision uh, or you supervise a job. Yeah. is uh, to get your quality right. So that means also, uh, for, for instance, like uh, make uh, sample plates on that. You, you do like uh, testing in before you do uh, the project itself. Yeah. And also during the project, uh, you have uh, several methods where you can um, uh, check the quality, uh, but also guarantee the quality of those, uh, of those applications. Um, so that is, that is all good, yeah. So you can, uh, you can in effect, in certain cases, work out how long uh, a repair will last? Uh, that is always a tricky one, of course. But <laughs> uh, uh, and, and there I always make the comparison with, uh, with our super rep system. Uh, you, you can also do like a patch repair with the super rep. Um, yeah. And essentially you do the same thing there. Uh, um, and it's tested and it is proven. So yeah. we have the key thing, what, what, what we normally will do is uh, I show reference cases where we did similar jobs um, uh, and just to prove that, uh, that it's still there. Or I will say, you call this customer that we served uh, and yeah, let, call him and ask him for his experience uh, with our jobs, uh, with the Belzona jobs. And, yeah. and that, that is really what helps because essentially whenever you do the calculation, still the numbers are correct but yeah. uh, for many maintenance managers, it's something new where they're not experienced with. So they also need to build up a kind of feeling what is possible and what is not possible with, the, okay. with these kinds of applications. Um, and then, you know, the, the cross-reference that we have in our region, but also, uh, also across with the Bilzona network, eh, if you know, if, I always use those uh, know-how in actions. But you know, yeah, <laughs> let me explain that in a little bit because we know what it is. But um, there you go. <laughs> uh, within Belzona, of course, we have the Belzona electronic library. And I yeah. think that is, that is a, like a library with massive amount of, of information. Mm -hmm. And one part of that is indeed uh, the know-how in action part. So uh, yeah, normally 
every distributor uh, supplies uh, kind of reference cases on a yearly basis uh, to, to Belzona uh, on really successful uh, applications. Yeah. So that means that as every distributor can look around in, in, that, uh, in that database and um, through, I think, so many years, there are so many know-how yeah, and There is a lot, yeah. Uh, and so many examples which really fit all the situations uh, which we have in our, uh, and, and I always use that, and that, that, that yeah. helps, of course. Of course, calculation is one part, mm -hmm. but of course the feeling and, and the confidence for this maintenance manager to make the decision to go forward with these applications, that also helps with no iron action and references uh, by other customers that we have, yeah. yeah. Great. Um, I think it's important to kind of give a, a, a nice rounded view of, of, of coal bonding as a solution. Um, so kind of with, with that in mind, obviously there are things to kind of look out for when using this type of, of system as a solution. Uh, but what are the limitations, uh, if you like, or, or kind of lessons learned that, that, that you uh, as a company have come across and, and is worth kind of mentioning? Well, the lessons learned is, uh, of course, it's not the one fit size all solution. That is yeah. definitely not. Uh, it's really good. But limitations are, um, uh, in fact, I, I will say it's uh, it's um, uh, Belzona materials are uh, non-solvent epoxy materials. Mm -hmm. um, especially the metal paste are really, uh, I would say, eighty percent of the cold bonding uh, will be used um, the, the the metal paste. Eh? non-solvent, mm -hmm. no shrinkage, uh, high adhesion, good initial tech. Um, but of course, it's an epoxy material. So uh, temperature is definitely a thing to look, uh, to look for. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, technically speaking, uh, the glass transition temperature is, is definitely a thing uh, to look after. Yeah. Uh, so whenever an epoxy becomes warmer, uh, essentially it's become more elastic. Uh, uh -huh. to a point where it just loses its mechanical strength. Um, and of course, we have really good products in our portfolio, like a 1511, eh? uh, yeah. the heat uh, temperature resistance metal paste. It has a yeah. really high glass transition temperature, like 160 degrees by high, yeah. something like that. So that is massive. Uh, so temperature is definitely a thing. And also um, uh, like uh, the temperature ranges. Eh? So whenever it becomes for instance, if you have a process vessel and you have to bond like a doubling plate on that um, for uh, structural purposes, uh, yeah, whenever you have like uh, a temperature range, like in, in general from ambient to like uh, 160 and that every hour, yeah, those are stresses on, on those bonding areas you had definitely have to calculate in. Really important. Um, also, uh, what you see is uh, impact. Yeah. So, um, for instance, with the brackets, uh, uh, what yeah. we did with the fire extinguishers, so really like a hard impact, that is definitely a point of attention, what we normally will do. Yeah. Um, um, and, and also, I think that the, the major uh, fault, what, what is made uh, in these kind of application is that you have a good, decent, uh, landing area eh, in, in, in wrapping composites repairs kind of terms. Yeah. So you want to be sure that that you have a minimum like a, like a 30-20%, like a 200 mil um, a good solid uh, material to bond on. So anything yeah. in between can be, you know, of course that is like a degraded material or really higher loss of material. 
um, and normally they would just take it to small um, um, or yeah, just uh, with, a, with a not decent product. Uh, but that is also yeah, a fault that is made uh, quite right. often, to be honest, yeah. But I suppose all, all of these faults can be, uh, can, can be uh, the, the risk can be minimized by speaking to someone like yourself ahead of an application, uh, like a dis Belzona distributor, anyone in the network, and, and you can walk maintenance teams and, and, and your clients through the, uh, the, the procedure and kind of what to look out for. And Yeah, definitely. And, and what we also do, and I think also Belzona is really good uh, at that, is, is that part of the training. Uh, it's all, you, yeah. you know, you, you can have a really good product as Belzona is, but if you apply it in, a, in an incorrect way, it, it doesn't perform at all. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and these are really in a small things. And I'll, for instance, also with, uh, with the bonding, uh, especially with the bonding too, to be honest, um, uh, li like the wetting out. Uh, so cutting your, uh, your brush with uh, like a 20 mil uh, hairs and then wetting out the, the surface area. That, yeah. is, that is like a typical, everybody who works with Belzona, that is something we just take for I would say take for granted, it's not the yeah. correct word, but it's just a standard <laughs> for us. Eh? Cutting yeah. your brushes because you have more power, wetting yeah. out the area. But that, that, that is more or less like, uh, I will say between 10 to 10, 15% of, uh, of your adhesion, you win with that already. Yeah. Eh? Um, therefore the training and, and the service and, and the backup that we provide as a local distributor, and, and is there anybody local distributor for Belzona? Yeah, that helps to uh, to have these successful bonding applications. Definitely, definitely. And, yeah. and and it's in the small things, of course. It's always yeah. in the detail. Yeah, oh, I completely agree. Um, Nico, just just kind of before we we wrap up, what what we ask every all of our guests who uh, who come on to to talk about particular uh, topics. Um, just before we kind of end, is there a particular application? or a particular repair that, that you've been involved in um, offering a, a coal bonding solution um, that, that you would like to mention or any, any particular application that kind of sticks out in your mind? Yeah, the, 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 the one thing and also uh, on, on YouTube you have various uh, uh, applications and examples of that uh, yeah. is the, the deck plate bonding okay. on, uh, on offshore platforms. Um, okay. Always when, uh, when uh, uh, company asset owners come to us and say, yeah, we have a deck, we want to weld, but we cannot weld because of all the electrical or the technical installations underneath, uh, yeah. because of the fireproofing uh, coating that is underneath. Yeah. Uh, what can you do? Uh, and then we say, yeah, we definitely can. Uh, we don't weld it. We just bond the, the plates onto the, the old deck. 100% uh, adhesion of, uh, of the roughet. And that is something, yeah, that is uh, really cool to do because it's yeah. a really nice big area also with the injection method. So all the products and all the applications of Belzona comes together into that yeah. one application. And the key thing is essentially the idea is quite simple, but that makes it that strong. So yeah. when you are in a meeting, so like you present that and you yeah, we have many presentations on that as Belzona, also in the electronic library and also on YouTube. So just look to the YouTube uh, video uh, like called bonding deck plates. So yeah. just search for that and you will find it. And they come, man, why didn't we think of that ourselves? <laughs> you know, so yeah, you know, yeah, that is Belzona. We do that for many, many years. And that is always nice to see. But yeah. more, more or less because all the application techniques uh, come together. So, you know, metal paste around the deck plates, yeah. uh, um, 
to get the initial tag and to uh, um, level out those plates and then also the injection with uh, with the epoxy materials like a 5811 or something yeah uh, with an injection tool or with a 2k pump or anything so yeah i always like these uh, these cold bonding applications and and Excellent. they will solve a really big problem so that is always nice yeah. to see Brilliant. What we're going to do as well is for everyone who's watching on YouTube, I'll make sure to put in the show notes, uh, the the link. Uh, I've got Miles winking at me because I've nailed show notes as a, as a link there. <laughs> that is the right language. Uh, we'll put the link to, to the video that, that Nico, that you're referring to there in the show notes so, so everybody can see. Um, other than that, Nico, I, I think uh, that, that kind of brings us to the end. Thank you so much for uh, for being a part of today. It's been very, very interesting hearing uh, about your experiences. I hope you've enjoyed it. Yeah, I did. I did. So uh, I would say uh, next time, once again, uh, another subject then. Yes, uh, we'd love to get you on in the future as well. So uh, no, I think it's a really good uh, good setting also uh, to get uh, the information that we have uh, out of into the world. So um, yeah, yeah. I, and, and definitely enjoyed it. Brilliant. Well, you've been a complete professional and uh, it was a pleasure talking to you. Nico, thank you. Thank you. That about wraps us up for today's episode of the podcast. I hope you guys have really, really enjoyed it. Uh, as always, please remember to like, follow, or subscribe so you do not miss out on any future Bellzona podcast-related content. For any more information on anything that we've discussed in today's episode or any other episode of the Bellzona podcast, you can head to our website, which is www.bellzona.com. Uh, I mentioned it in previous episodes as well, but for this batch of episodes, we are wanting to get a bit more interactive with you guys, the listeners. So to do that, we've set up a dedicated email address. So if you guys have any questions, uh, have any feedback, or if you even have suggestions for future episode content, please do get in touch. Our new email address is podcast at bellzona.com. I uh, just want to say thank you very much to today's guests, Mr. Alexander Leaf Ross and uh, Mr. Nico Veloup from uh, Perspex, our Benelux distributor. Uh, and I hope you guys have, have really enjoyed it. Uh, look forward to uh, to seeing you soon.